Hey coaches, Brian Blackburn here with the Pound the Rock podcast. As always, we want to thank our sponsors through HardwoodTexas.com. We have Huddle, Waterboy Graphics, Diamond J Metalworks, Tumbleweed Textiles, Jeremy Thomas and Allstate Agency, as well as Modern Woodman and Landon Landry. Today we have Coach Colby Davis-Patusik from the Colony High School. Uh, she's an assistant athletic coordinator as well as the head girls basketball coach there. Uh, coach Pastusik, uh previously coached at Bowie High School and had a great run there. Uh, before taking over the Lady Cougars at the Colony. So, Coach, thanks for being with us today. Absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Well, all I've heard from uh, the people out here in West Texas is how you uh, dominated the West Texas schools when you were at Bowie. And so I felt like it was going to be a a good mini-clinic for me to talk to you. And then I'm sure the coaches around the state will get some good insight as well from you. So uh, thanks, thanks again for being here today. You're welcome, and don't let them fool you. I got dominated a few times by them. <laughs> well, <laughs> well uh, uh, let's start off by talking about maybe something you learned this summer uh, that uh, you feel like is going to help your team or your program. Um, you know, one of the big, I guess, kind of points of emphasis for, for us this summer and, and myself was just uh, kind of revamping our strength and conditioning um, you know, I think above all else, I wanted to make sure that we were training basketball players. Um, you know, making sure that we're keeping our kids healthy from, you know, injury prevention to the dreaded knee injuries that we all face. Um, so we did a lot of work observing some strength and conditioning programs from, you know, we're close to SMU, UNT, um, TCU, went and watched some of those guys and just kind of took bits and pieces and uh, kind of incorporated a little CrossFit into what we're doing in the preseason. And so that's probably the biggest change around here, um, which strangely isn't, you know, concerned with X's and O's, but, you know, very important to keep our kids healthy. Yeah, so are you guys using, like, I know when I was at Marcus, we used Performance Course. Are you, you know, working with them, or is this something you and your staff alone are trying to incorporate with your girls? No, it's just myself and my staff. Um, we don't use Performance Course. Um, I think they still do over at Marcus, but um, we we haven't used them. Um, so this is just kind of some, some stuff that we put together from lifts, um, you know, from different stuff that we're doing out on the track. And what one thing that we do through our strength and conditioning program is we've kind of developed it to where it's, it's a ranking system. Right. Um, and so these kids are ranked, you know, every everything that we do, if it's something that we're putting on the rankings, um, you know, that it changes every week and uh, it makes the kids more competitive in there. Um, you know, we, we want them to compete everywhere we go. Um, and, and they've really taken pride into the fact to see their name up there in the top ten. And, um, you know, in the grand scheme of things, we're, we're still preparing them to, to stay healthy throughout the season. Well, cool. And you said this is something that you're revamping. So what did you do in the past that maybe uh, you didn't feel like was working or something that you're, you've changed uh, over this past summer? You know, we had done a, a few different things and, um, you know, some – some hit type training, right. um, things like that. You know, we do station work and, hey, we're doing, you know, dumbbell bench press for 30 seconds. And, you know, you've got those kids that are repping it out and working hard, and then you've got those kids that maybe get five or six reps. Gotcha. Um, and, and to make everything more measurable, um, the way that we're doing this this year, it kind of follows a, a little bit of the CrossFit um, AMRAP, you know, as many mm-hmm. rounds as possible. Um, so the, the more work you do, the higher you get ranked. Um, and so it, it makes it something that they can see and they can improve. And, you know, if they're a point behind a person in front of them, you know, they're going after them that week. So I've liked to see the competitiveness um, that it's developed. 
And, you know, we're going to compete on the basketball court, absolutely, but, you know, we want to get the most out of them in the weight room as well, and, and it's kind of given us that opportunity. Yeah, I know one of the big selling points with uh, PGC Point Guard College was the way you do anything is the way you do everything, and I think that kind of builds that mentality of in the weight room you're going to work like that on the court, in the classroom, at home doing the dishes. You know, you just want to kind of create that that habit. Is that is that something you're kind of focused on as well? You know, it is, absolutely. And we, we have a lot of athletes, um, and, you know, we our big, big focus of what we do is running and transition and pushing tempo and, um, you know, if you're going to be a good basketball team, you got to be good in transitions. And, and to us, that means obviously transitioning from offense to defense, but it also means moving between drills quickly, you know, moving between, you know, bench press to hang clean and just, you know, getting a mindset of things changing and just rapidly moving that pace. Um, you know, that's the way we want to play, so that's the way we want to practice. That's what we want to do in the weight room. And it's like you said, I mean, the way you do anything is the way you do everything. So it uh, it, it falls into that philosophy. So uh, so are you and your staff getting in on this too? I mean, are you all in there uh, pumping iron with them? Are they getting a chance to see you, uh, see you uh, rep out uh, 100 push-ups or anything? No, they actually aren't. Um, so uh, I get my weight done, my weight workout done before they even wake up. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, that's how we operate over here. <laughs> no uh, doubt. We had them working out uh, at a place called F45, and they did a lot of stuff for our program last year. And it was it was a little bit of the same philosophy behind performance course. And we went to their gym, and uh, so it was a good way for them to get out of here and let somebody else yell at them. Yeah, that's cool. Well, good deal. Well, let's let's talk about maybe on the court. What is your focus okay. uh, at the start of the school year? So we're still in that first six weeks of school. What's something that you're trying to get out of your girls on the court, uh, you know, mentality-wise or skill-wise? What are some things you're working on here the first six weeks? Um, you know, just, just getting going and getting back started. I mean, we uh, – Focus on fundamentals. Um, part of our practice organization is we, we have our beginning of practice is what's called our pre-practice. Um, it's, it's five minutes of some sort of ball handling, and it's five minutes of a form shooting routine. So every single day they're getting ten minutes of ball handling and form shooting fundamentals, and we do that every single day, um, no matter if it's preseason or, or what time of year it is. Uh, so I, I think that's important. I think it sets the tone for practice. But you know, one of our big big emphasis this year is is transition. We've we've changed our transition a little bit, um, just to kind of make it a little bit more organized. You know, I think some people take for granted that your kids just know how to run the floor, <laughs> um, and they don't. <laughs> so it's just a, a big emphasis on spacing, um, getting to positions that you know will eventually flow into our offense. Gotcha. So did you maybe go from a scattered break to a numbered break, or what are what are some of the changes that you've made without giving away any of your secrets, obviously? <laughs> right, without putting the playbook no out doubt. there, huh? No doubt. Uh, you know, last year we ran more of an open transition. We're so guard-oriented, um, and we had, you know, five kids on the floor that we felt like could run the floor, could run lanes, could, could initiate our transition, and... Um, you know, we looked to kind of do some different actions off of transition, but what we found out is when we didn't name one person to run to the rim, mm-hmm. nobody wanted to run to the rim. They wanted to run to the three-point line and spot up. Right. So that was a big change that we made. And so, you know, we we have uh, we went back to the old numbering system on, you know, our fives run to the rim, our fours are trailing post, and uh, just getting to those spots before we can do anything else. Yeah. No, I mean, if, uh, you know, everything sounds kind of good in our head, and I, 
we did a numbered break this past year for the first time since I was at Bryan High School where we were numbered break, you know, through and through. And uh, I was, I was, I thought I had smart players here, but I didn't realize how much faster they run when they know they're running the right side every time and they know they're running the left side every time. It was amazing how much how much quicker we got to the corners and it made our it made everything else flow a lot a lot better. So I'm hoping you have success with that as well. I hope so too. And you're right; it takes a little bit of the guesswork out of it too. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, we talked briefly already about building a strong culture and how you know you want uh, your girls working hard in the weight room and how you're going to push tempo. What What are some things uh, that maybe? you would consider uh, strong in your culture, what's important to your team and your program that uh, maybe sets you apart, something that makes you different? You know, I don't know. I don't know how much. I'm sure other teams do this. I don't know how much this is different from us, but we we take our kids through a book study every year. Um, And this year we're going through the book, Chop Wood, Carry Water. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm I'm sure you're probably familiar with it. I, I read it this summer, and I, I'll be honest with you, it was a frustrating read for me. It was a great book, but it was frustrating because you would begin to read it, and you're like, okay, what's next? What's about to happen? <laughs> then it brings you back. And then you want it to happen, you want him to get there, and then he brings you back. And yeah. I thought, you know, this is awesome for just kids to realize the importance of the day, um, you know, the importance of a drill. Um, and that, you know, we're trying to be the best we can be each and every day. We can't worry about trying to win games in February right now. You know, we're trying to be the best we can be in September. Um, and I, I think that's good for a, a staff to, to have that mindset mentality, but I think it's also important for your kids to to find the importance of the, you know, the chop wood carry water things, those things that you don't want to do. You know, why are we running around the track? Why are we in the weight room? Um, so I think that's been good for us this year. It's been some really great stuff. Um, and, and to me, character is something with, with teenagers and kids that it's, it's addressed daily. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's got to be of, of importance in your program. And, and to us, it, it's going through the book study and it's a discussion at the end of practice every day, whether that be a minute here or a minute there, that we're talking about character with our kids every single day. Yeah. And, you know, one thing about, about that, and I've, I just want your your thoughts on this. My my dad was a coach uh, starting in the 1970s, and he retired a couple years ago. And he talked about how you know character he felt like was maybe enforced and taught in the home when he first started coaching. And by the time he was at the end of his career, he felt like character was should be uh, taught by the coaching staff because maybe they weren't getting some of those messages at home. What are your thoughts on that? Has, has, have things kind of changed since you started coaching and, you know, as far as character development? You know, I think I've, I've been in two very different atmospheres. Right. Um, you know, of course, I came from Bowie, was there for seven years, and, you know, that was a different type of kid yeah. um, than the type of kid that we have at the Colony. Now, both great, great kids, great communities, just very different. Um, you know, the Colony is a Title I school. Um, and a lot of people don't realize that you do because you were at Marcus. Right, but, yeah. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that, that we are a Title One school, just the, how much the area is, is just growing and just all the new stuff coming in. But, um, you know, you, you sometimes take for granted that these kids are going home to a mom and a dad and sitting around the dinner table and um, going to bed on time and eating right. And, and in reality, you know, we don't know what these kids are facing when they leave here. 
Um, and, you know, for us to be positive examples and role models and, um, you know, you know how it is coaching. The, you're, you're basically a parent to all these kids. Um, and I, I think if you're in coaching and you don't feel an inherent responsibility to, to teach these kids about character and to give them the tools that they're going to be to be successful adults, then, you know, you're in the wrong profession, in my opinion. Amen. <laughs> well, one, one of the books that we're using this year uh, with with our guys, and, and right now I'm coaching cross country and we're doing basketball, and so we do this study together, is uh, Uncommon Manhood from Tony Dungy and talking about uh, the secrets to what it means to be a man. Uh, through the eyes of, of Coach Dungy, and it's been really good. And, you know, even at a, a school that, uh, like Wall, who, you know, is predominantly white, uh, a lot of kids are going home to two-parent uh, households. Still, some of the things we talk about, their parents are afraid to talk to them about. <laughs> and, oh, absolutely. And, and so, I, you know, I tell the guys every single day, I, I'm like, if I'm, not, if I'm not talking about character or trying to teach life lessons, then I'm a failure as a coach. It doesn't matter how many games we win. If you're, you know, if I'm not helping you become a better parent or a better husband, uh, then then I'm a failure. And so I think coaches kind of can we can kind of lead the charge there with coaches trying to help them to maybe maybe grow that mindset a little bit. Oh, I agree 100. percent I think we do have a responsibility for that. Now uh, let's let's talk a little bit about we talked about off the court stuff with your book study. Um, you know, offensively, defensively, on the floor, you know, how are the ways that you're teaching what you do? Um, are you uh, a whole part whole? Are you teaching it, uh, breaking it down, and then scrimmaging? What are some of the ways that you develop your, your style of play? You know, it, it's, pro- it's probably I would consider a whole part whole. Um, you know, we're able to break, break down different pieces of our offense and, uh, you know, one thing I like to do to challenge the kids and, and whether, you know, preseason drills and, you know, putting them at a disadvantage. Yeah. Um, you know, I've looked at a lot of stuff from, from different coaches and the way they do things and, um, you know, we try to drill thing, drill things a lot of times and, you know, say three trips. Um, you know, trying to simulate what we're actually doing in a game. Um, you know, we're not going to come down and just walk down and get set up in our offense every single time just perfectly. But, um, you know, we, we, we do a drill called three trip transition and, uh, that's one of, one of my favorites. And, um, so you throw the ball up and, and the both teams are fine for the rebound. And if you get the rebound, you earn yourself an extra op- offensive possession. Gotcha. Um, so you go down on offense, come back on D and then you go down on offense again. And so we try to break things up to make them game like. Um, you know, even like our transition stuff, you know, we worked on transition off of a free throw. We worked on, um, you know, transition off of a steal or off of a made basket, you know, just the different areas in the game that you're going to run into. Um, you know, it'd be nice to run five on zero transition the whole time, but I think somebody's (laughs) going to try to guard us in this region. So we may not get to do that. (laughs) Yeah. Why don't you talk about maybe the challenges of, of playing in such a tough region and in a tough district and a tough area have have you had to change the way that you've coached maybe from from Bowie where uh there's still really good teams but maybe it's not every single night like you have to deal with now you know there is a big difference and i think in uh in Bowie you know when we were playing wall and we're playing Jim Ned and you know guys like that and just everything is so you know defensively disciplined and you know you you can bet that they're going to come and they're going to take away what you do well 
um, you know, and, and the things that, that translates here to, to 5A and to the area that we're in is just, I mean, the athleticism just increases tremendously. Yeah. And, you know, you, you maybe take away a little bit of that, of the discipline factor that, you know, they may not be a health side every time. Um, you know, they may take away your your ball screens or whatever you're trying to do, but uh, it's just the, the pace of the game is so much quicker. Um, yeah. You know, and, I, and I've had to change that here. Um, and, you know, just trying to be able to contain and keep people in front. You know, I, I'm a I'm a fan of the 35 to 30 game. You know, <laughs> I've done that. And, uh, you know, I think we averaged 68 a game last year. Wow, yeah. So, uh, now we gave up a lot more than we did in Bowie, too. But <laughs> we also we also could put some points up. Right, yeah. And you're, you're kind of getting the, the results that you want there. And you've had, to, you've had an opportunity of, of coaching some really talented girls uh, was it Jade Williams a couple years ago? Is that right? Yes. Can you talk? Yeah, we uh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, can you talk a little bit about uh, you know coaching such a talented player? Didn't she go to Duke? Uh, is that right? She did. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny coming back here, or, or when I took this job. You know, I knew I had a lot of young talent coming up uh, with my freshman class that year. Um, actually, I had no idea Jade was coming back until about a week before school started. Nice. Um, which is a welcome surprise, <laughs> for sure. Um, and uh, when I was at Bowie, we played Jade her sophomore and junior year. Okay. Um, and so kind of had an idea of her and who she was. And, of course, you know, her, her junior year, they weren't as good at Prestonwood as her sophomore year. But, um, you know, we kind of – she was the go-to her junior year. So I'd watched a lot of film on her and tried to figure out some things to take away from her. And uh, so her coming into me, I knew a lot of her weaknesses before she even set foot on campus. Yeah. Um, and, you know, with Jade, she is a kid that was just a phenomenal leader for us. And, you know, not only obviously we lose a McDonald's All-American when she graduates, but we, we lost so much leadership with her. Yeah. Um, she was wise beyond her years. And uh, I ate lunch with her before she went back to Duke um, about a month ago. And, you know, you're sitting there talking to her, and she's still a 19-year-old kid. <laughs> and she sounds like she's 30 years old. Um <laughs> So it, she was a blessing my first year here. She really was. Um, you know, she probably took care of more things than I really realized that she did. Um, I think the the most frustrating thing about Jade is is she was so so passive. You know, she didn't want to take over a game. She wanted to get everybody involved, and and there were games I needed Jade to take over the game. Right. right. So the uh, phenomenal kid. You know, she cracked the starting lineup at Duke last year. Just very fundamental, understands the game. Um, you know, she's not going to be that collegiate kid that puts up 25, but, you know, she'll be your 8-8 eight eight kid at the Division One level. And uh, so uh, I'm actually going to get to go to Duke to watch her play this year, so I'm really excited about that. That's outstanding. Yeah, that's a that's a bucket list trip for almost every basketball junkie. <laughs> yes, for sure. So, well, uh I, I don't know. I know we're we're focused on this year's team and the things you're doing with this year's team, but just just one more question with that. So when she does graduate and you're trying to you know regroup with 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 the girls that are returning, what are some things you had to do to help kind of develop leadership with the girls that were coming back after her after her senior year? Well, one thing that we did after she graduated was we played in a spring league, and and I'm kind of hit or miss on my groups on if I feel like we need a spring league or if I feel like we need a fall league. Um, and that year after she graduated, we uh, we played in the spring league. And any time we play in leagues, and, and my kids in Bowie did the same thing, but my kids coach themselves. I love it. 
And one thing that was nice when we went in the spring is, you know, it showed us immediately who was going to take charge, who was going to make decisions, who was going to be the voice in the huddle. Um, you know, and my kids here for the first time, them going over to do that, you know, they, you know, kind of talking about, well, well, how do we sub? How do we do this? And so I kind of gave them each a little bit of a role. You know, this person was in charge of substitutions. This person was in charge of inbounds plays. This person was in charge of offense. So we kind of separated it out and it kind of gave them some experience and, and making decisions and, and not relying on us so much. Um, and so our, our leaders really showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that year we went 36 and two. Yeah. with Jade and I probably made more adjustments between that year and the next year than I ever have and I had a lot of people say well coach I mean y'all won 36 games why are you changing everything I'm like well, we have to we yeah. have to figure out who our leaders are <laughs> we got to find out you know what's going on and, and it was that year that I changed the way we do practice and I introduced the pre-practice yeah and the pre-practice obviously it was set by us but you know the kids had to run it they came in and did it on their own um, so they were, they were showing leadership in, in the spring league games. And then they were also showing leadership in how we got started in practice and, and how they set the tone for how the practice was going to go. Yeah. I love that. The, the coaching themselves, that's a huge deal. Well, you, you basically answered some things that make your team uncommon. I think the pre-practice, the ball handling and the shooting, I don't think mm-hmm. enough people do that. I'm, I'm a, I'm right. a firm believer of form shooting. I don't think you can do enough of that. The weight room stuff uh, that you're doing this year with the competition and uh, okay. you know some of the some of the uh, CrossFit type stuff that you're doing with your girls there, uh, the fact that they're coaching themselves and then then a book club, I think those things right there that we just talked about the last 20 minutes kind of solidify your your culture. Would you agree with that? I think so. Um, you know, I think I think your culture is something you have to fight for every day. Um, and I think there's a a little bit shows up in the way we do things, the way we organize things, and um, you know how it is when you've been in a place, and and me being here my third year, it's amazing how much smoother things go from, you know, kids no expectations, and you may be doing different drills or different offenses or whatever, but they still understand how things are supposed to be done, and I I think that that does speak volumes about your culture, and, um, you know, like I said, that's something that's got to be, be hit on every single day if you want it to stick. Yeah, and not only do you have to fight for your culture every day, but you have to build a culture that your players are willing to fight for as well. Absolutely. And so that that uh, I think you've definitely done that, and I know you've had a lot of success at everywhere that you've coached, and I wish you the best of luck this upcoming year at the Colony. Is there anything else that you wanted to touch on or talk about before we before we sign off today? Well, you know, I think it's I've been fortunate to work in some great school districts and uh you've been a part of LISD and you know to be a big school district with you know multi-high schools and you know our administration from our athletic office to our our principals on campus you know they they give us everything we need to be successful and you know we we appreciate all the work that they do and a hand that they have in in our success and if it wasn't for those guys and and the way that they do things around here um, you know, it, it would be hard to do some of the stuff that we do. Right. Um, but we're fully supported, and, you know, like I said, that's a testament to how our administration does things. Yeah, that's a great point. And that, you know, one thing that I tell everybody that I, that I talk to about uh, Louisville ISD is, you know, it's really unique because each school has their own identity. It, it's not a cookie-cutter mm-hmm. cookie school district. And, you know, the fact that the colony is the only 5A in the district and, and you know, 
I would have never known that Louisville High School and Flowermont High School were in the same school district because everybody gets to have their own identity, and I, I think that's really cool. Uh, it is. It's neat how everybody has their own identity, like you said, and uh, it's nice being the only 5A because everybody loves us because they're not competing against us every night. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we like that over here. Yeah, well, that's really good. Well, Coach, thank you so much for being with us. It was a pleasure to get to talk to you, and, and uh, we'll follow you throughout the season. Okay, thanks so much. I- Coaches, thank you again for tuning into the Pound the Rock podcast. Tune in next time for more great content regarding planning, developing, and coaching the game that we love. As always, I would like to thank our sponsors and HardwoodTexas.com, allowing us to get our basketball fix 24-7, 365. Thank you again for listening, and make today a great day.